0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the
1: show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge
0: savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D
1: I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.
2: Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep those texts coming, 780-496-0063. That is the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We'll have a lot of open talk time in this next uh, 25 minutes or so between myself and Cam Moon, who's riding shotgun uh, all of this week. Wednesday, he'll be solo, in fact. And uh, let's dive now to kick this off, Cam, into the Oilers now audio of that's brought to you by direct workwear where safety meets savings here in edmonton in fort mcmurray and then online at directworkwear.com so had the pleasure of chatting with and hearing from dave uh, Penyota from the fourth period as well as nhl network radio on sirius xm somebody who's just a, sort of a fresh perspective i guess on the oilers and he had a, a couple of thoughts on ken holland's off-season body of work cam and then we'll break it down from there but here is dave Pagnotta quality of depth. That,
0: that's really what it comes down to. The addition of Fogel, you bring in Derek Ryan, who's solid with, from a fourth-line perspective, good two-way guy. Um, you add these other elements to really shore up the bottom six, and you look at all, all these teams that have competed and captured a Stanley Cup over the years. It comes down to not only what you can do with your you know, first or second line. If those guys get shut down, what else can you bring to the table? And it really comes down to your bottom six, your third and fourth lines that can contribute, especially come playoff time. So to be able to be in a position to have additional assets that are going out there that can compete, that can put the puck in the net, that can shut down the opposition. All of these intangibles come into play, especially when it counts the most once you hit game 83 of a season. So, and thankfully we're <laughs> we're back to that, to a full 82. Um, so once the playoffs roll around, you want those types of, of assets. And with respect to Hyman, like this is a guy that here in Toronto was not only able to play alongside Uh, you know, uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, but he built chemistry with those guys to be able to go into an environment that has similar caliber player players, I guess with, with Leon and with, with Connor. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it should be a seamless transition, Uh, obviously different type of caliber of player. And Connor's one of the best, if not the best player in the NHL. But if you're going into that situation, you want to be able to bring in a guy on the left side that can keep up with that level of talent. And he proved he can do it in Toronto. I think this was a great ad for the Edmonton Oilers, and whether it was seven years or, or five years or whatever, it doesn't matter. He's going to be there for a while because the Oilers believe they can keep the unit intact to keep them in competition for a cup year after
2: year. So, Cam, what what I'm noticing here this off season is the deals that are being signed, for the most part, are multi-year deals. Like, there's a very obvious... Uh, it, 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 to me, it's obvious to players that the window to win is now, but it's also uh, starting now and will continue for another couple of years. And there's some guys, including Slater Cuckoo, obviously, most recently, who are clearly trying to be a part of something
1: going on here. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. And and I, I like uh, Dave's comments that, uh, yeah, it, the, the bottom six, you wanted to see a little more production out of last year. And I think the moves that have, made, have been made would lead one to believe that, that that will be the case. And and even, you know, with Zach Hyman coming in, it makes the top six better, too. So I, I see improvements for sure up front. Looking forward to seeing those improvements on, on a daily basis. But, yeah, it looks like uh, players are – they're invested in it. And and because they're multiple-year multiple deals – It's uh, this is the right now, and so Oiler fans, be excited. This is the this is the the, this team is is pushing forward to be really good right now, and that fires me up for the start of the season and I can't wait till this thing gets going and I know it's been a short summer but uh it's been long enough so it really has and
2: and you know what to think that again we say there's only 58 days now until the regular season begins again and there's still quite a bit of um, bureaucratic stuff shall we say to be accomplished just in terms of the COVID protocols league-wide and before then so it will be a sprint as soon as we hit September to get everything going but to me the, this is the off season of change that was always marked on the calendar it wasn't necessarily in my opinion that they brought Ken Holland and Dave Tippett in with the idea that they would turn the team into a contender right away based on their experience or what have you. And I think that there's a certain percentage of the fans group that maybe had hoped for that more instant results and looking at what they've been able to do now in terms of landing the bigger free agent in Hyman and making some splashier off uh, off season moves and being able to spend the cap money that wasn't there before. I don't know that you can necessarily judge anything over the, last couple of years relative to what we're expecting this year because there has been so much turnover and different styles and and really trying to complement the guys that were already there and and form a true identity of what Oilers hockey is this year and for the next five six years while they're inside that
1: window to win yeah it was pretty limited prior to this summer the amount of moves that could be made and this summer certainly plenty and uh, free agent day was quite a day fun day too we, we were on the air for five hours <laughs> and things were just bang bang it was great uh but now now that uh they were able to make uh ken holland and crew were able to make a lot of uh moves through the summer now it really has that kind of that stamp so it feels like um they've had more impact more opportunity to uh be able to to get their their I guess their influence and and be able to make moves. So I, that's what fires me up about the season. This is why I'm 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 excited about it. As uh, last year was good, uh, they had a good regular season, very disappointing playoffs. But to me, the team looks improved, and I can't wait to see those improvements on the ice and being able to, you know, push your chips to the middle and and go all in on a Zach Hyman and get Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Uh, re-signed and staying and you know bringing in a Duncan Keith uh, with his his leadership skills and yeah I just this is this is going to be a really fun time I think in Oilers hockey and uh, the sooner we get it going the better.
2: What, one of the things that I think gets pointed to a lot, and you hit on it there, is here's a team that can get it done in the regular season because they can outscore other teams based on the top-end talent. And then you get to playoff time, and when it's a different uh, style of hockey, it's officiated differently, you need to be able to body a lot more, physicality, and that sort of thing. I'm curious as to your thoughts, you know, how deeply impacted were the Oilers by that against Winnipeg and have the offensive changes or, or just roster changes in general addressed enough of the need? Do you think that this is a playoff competitive team in, in that sense?
1: I think so. And I, I think what came to the forefront in the playoffs was uh, the lack of depth. And it was... It, it looked like they needed something from lines 3 and 4 and offensively and uh, didn't get as much as you would have liked and i think this lineup has a better opportunity to do that but i also think and, and again i'm i'm goalie centric but it, the goaltending uh, it has to be and it was very good last year mike smith was uh, was outstanding miko koskinen a little bit of a tough start uh, but had some great games through the middle and I think they were seventh in the NHL in, in save percentage last season. So th- those are good numbers. It has to be that good again. And and that's a big part of it. You look at, when well, you just look at the playoffs, you, you watch the NHL playoffs and uh, you looked at those, especially the teams that made it uh, to the final four, that uh, goaltending was, you know, front and center for all those teams. So yeah, if you're going to have success in the playoffs, it, it absolutely starts there. So, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen need to be at the top of their game. That gives you that gives you a chance. And if the the depth up front has has been dealt with and and there's more impact offensively with lines three and four, it's going to help a lot. You know, lines one and two, they're going to hold up their end of the bargain for sure. And and then the mo- moves on the back end. Yes, it is. It's very tough to lose a guy like like Adam Larson. But hey, that's that's the way it goes. U F A is 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 U F A. So uh, it was his right to, to go wherever he wanted and landed up going to seattle so fine but uh, you look at the the moves with the uh, you know tyson berry returning cody cc coming in duncan keith coming in how's that going to affect things uh expanded role for evan bouchard who i think is going to be an amazing defenseman uh, not just offensively i think his entire game uh, just needs more opportunity and he's about to get more opportunity well it, you know well, let's see how that works out too so and and chris russell who just battles so hard back there i I like watching the guy play because he gives you all he's got every shift. Slater Cuckoo returning. It's, I mean, it's it's all going to come down to what they do on the ice here once, once this thing gets going. But uh, it, it leads me to believe that this team has an opportunity to be better than they were last season. And uh, that's what we're looking for here. So, yeah, I think they could have some success in the playoffs. And... uh I, I mean, it's tough. There's so many. There's so many things that can go right or wrong uh, oh, yeah. when you get to the postseason. <laughs> so there. Yeah, there's a little bit of good fortune along the way. And, and the Oilers haven't had much of it the last two years in the playoffs, so I'm hoping a little bit shines on them this season.
2: Well, you mentioned Chris Russell there, Cam, and Alex from Sherwood Park has has said, I understand the Russell signing was done for expansion exposure requirements, but does the Cuckoo signing display a lack of belief in either Dmitry Samarukov or William Legison to make the opening night roster? I will go on record right now as saying Samarukov will not make the opening night roster here. I think he's a good depth piece. He's also a player that I really believe would be sort of a centerpiece along with a draft pick and and perhaps Koskinen, if there is a deal to be made in season for an upgrade at goaltender there. But I don't think that them re-signing Russell was an indictment on how they feel about William Lagason. I think they're very similar players. And at this point in Lagason's career, he's not an every-night NHL player, but they do play similar styles of games. Legison a little bigger, perhaps, in that defensive defense role but Chris Russell every bit a a shot blocker and and you know somebody fairly reliable out there on the third pair to me this is them saying like we obviously know that it's a war of attrition over the course of an 82 game regular season and getting into playoffs you know here's a guy who knows the system let's just keep him in the fold why not he's a veteran and you need some of those guys exactly
1: guys get hurt Uh, there's all sorts of things that happen or can happen over the course of the regular season and you can't get caught short. And if you're pushing players from the American league up to the NHL before they're ready, you're not doing them any favors. That's for sure. And I can't comment on the guys that, that are in the American hockey league. I wasn't at training camp last year, uh, and I look forward to camp this year to see the players within the system, so that I, you know, I can form opinions on them. Uh, but I don't have any on anybody that's down there right now because I I wasn't at camp. So, but having guys like Slater Cuckoo, William Laguson, Chris Russell with NHL experience, uh, that that you you know what you're getting. They've been here, uh, so so clearly they're they're players that uh, the coaching staff likes and trusts. So that's important because over the course of the season and when you're playing just about every second night and having long road trips and all sorts of stuff, that all it takes is is one shot on the foot or, or whatever to have a guy out for a week or two. So you better have some plan Bs ready to go so that you're not pushing players up. And, and hey, if they're ready from the American League and, and they're ready to play at the National League level, great. But if they're not... Then you know, that's not doing uh, the organization any favors, and it certainly isn't doing the player any favors. So, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got to have that depth. So signing players like that makes nothing but sense. Randy and Brooks has
2: texted us at 780 496 0063 says the team's improved in some areas, maybe, but have they improved how they can handle a strong four check and not get bottled in their own end, like has been a recurring yearly weakness? I I tend to agree with Randy in that sense where I think that the point of like moving the puck out of their own end has been a point of contention. I agree with that. And Tyson Berry being in town was a guy that they've been missing for a long time, a long time that can provide that sort of thing for the most part. So if you put him alongside Darnell Nurse for the better portion of the year and – As they naturally sort of progress and and build that chemistry, but as Nurse rounds into a defensively reliable player as well as somebody who can produce at the other end, then to me, you've got that number one pair who you can pretty well rely on to get the puck out of the zone. And then I ask you, Cam, isn't that Duncan Keith's bread and butter on that second pair? Is is sort of, you know, being able to transition the puck a little, a lot better than Adam Larson would. Let's say that.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be an asset in that regard. I also think he'll be an asset in uh, helping the rest of the defense with his experience. It's certainly guidance. Uh, a guy like Evan Bouchard is going to reap the benefits of having a player like Duncan Keith around. and I, I've talked to some players that have played with Duncan Keith, and they... Absolutely, sing his praises, and not just for what he does on the ice, but the type of person that he is. So, I'm I'm excited that he's coming in because of that, and he should be a guy. You're right to be able to settle things down within the Oilers zone, be able to get the puck out in a in a timely and and efficient manner. So, yeah, I I, I'm I'm always looking at things glass half full. (laughs) Like you've known me long enough Mm. to know that uh, I'd like to look at things optimistically. So I I am optimistic uh, in the ability of the Oilers defense to be able to move the puck out of their own end.
2: On each pair, it looks to me like there's somebody who can do that. Frankly, Evan Bouchard might be the best passer out of his own end on this team right now. He may well have been that in his first season with the team when everybody was sort of like, why did he get sent down, especially the night after he scored his first career goal and then never got a sniff again. And then last year, if there was any real reason, in my opinion, to sort of criticize the deployment uh, of the team by Dave Tippett, it would have been that the rookie defenseman didn't get enough opportunity. Now in a year like that, I also don't fault him for sort of sheltering the young player, but You know, that might have been more about the fact that he couldn't... uh, They didn't want to lose him for the entire year to Bakersfield, essentially, is what it was. So that was the reason for the taxi squad thing, as I understand it. But do the players benefit from, like, Benson, when I was Tyler Benson interviewing him about what those 36 games meant last year in Bakersfield? It was a big deal. So I I hate to think that Bouchard might have missed a little bit of an opportunity there, but he's also got the draft pedigree, the puck-moving ability, and is training this off season with darnell nurse which to me are three pretty good reasons to have a glass half full approach wouldn't you say
1: i think so uh yeah he was in a tough spot and i mean he wasn't the only one that was caught in that middle ground of of taxi squad it certainly happened to players right across the league but he's the the like there's so much ability there and and we got to see you know some of it in the 14 games he played last year but it's only going to get better. Like that's the thing. They this he is on the way up. And and he might start on the third pair, but that doesn't mean that's where he ends the season. In fact, I'd be surprised. He'd probably going to move his way up the depth chart as he gains experience and uh and, you know be able to get a little more playing time, which, you know, clearly the the moves that have been made have, have paved the way for that and they should. I mean, this is a guy that was, you know, first round draft pick that uh, was played in the world juniors with Canada was one of the top guys coming out of the Ontario Hockey League uh, through the London Knights. Like it's all there. That that pedigree is there that that he is going to be an impactful defenseman at the NHL level. He's been able to uh, to get experience at the American League level. Uh, even the start of last year when he went over to Sweden. And then, then last year was a bit of a tough spot. But I would say, like, and I know fans would like to see it happen like right away. Like He gets drafted. You want him to be impactful right away. That, that, it's just not how it goes. For some it does, but for others it doesn't. Everybody takes a different path. I would say his path is, is right on time, really. And we're going to see the best of him. And we're going to see a big step this year from, from what we've seen in the past
2: hello he'll be 22 years old yeah. for the majority of this season I, that's that's on time yeah in my opinion i completely agree with that quick uh quickly into the oilers now injury report that's brought to you by james h brown injury lawyers the heavy hitters of injury law when accidents happen go to jameshbrown.com and the news today coming from toronto and that is austin matthews having undergone wrist surgery it's a problem that was nagging him all of last year not that you could tell as he put up, what, 42 goals in 56 games, I think. So uh, he gets about a six-week retu- recovery time frame right now. I don't think that'll cost him too much a training camp if any at all, but uh, we'll see how he progresses in that and risk can be finicky and lingering as well. So we'll see on the Austin Matthews front, but the surgery is now done. Take a quick time out here on Oilers now, back with a couple more thoughts on, on the new look team as the beginning of 2021-22 encroaches. It's Brendan Escott, Cam Moon this week on Oilers Now. 127, show's ripping along here with Cam Moon at my side. It's Brendan Escott with you as Bob enjoys another week here of vacation. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle you're not using enough, payments or an interest rate that's too high and you want to sell it refinance it or maybe trade it in for something different you can go visit uncle milt rich johnny and the gang at brent ridge ford or call them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com I think, Cam, that the Oilers are just on the precipice of being tough enough or gritty enough or hard enough to play against to really make a deep run in the playoffs, but they need to prove that to me. Uh, I've got about 30 seconds for you. What do you think about the toughness level, and can they hang? I hope so. (laughs) <laughs> I really do. Cassian
1: has to deliver, doesn't he? Well, but that it has to go throughout the lineup too. But yes, yes, Zach Cassian's expected to be a physical, tough guy to play against. And and so is Darnell Nurse, which he is. Uh but Duncan Keith's going to have to be a part of that and uh, Warren Fogel's going to have to be a part of that. And, like Derek Ryan will have to be a part like it needs to go right through the the lineup, you know, so it's not just one or two players. But that's a big part of it. You watch the playoffs this year, you got to be tough. You can get away with a lot more in the regular season. That playoffs, it's uh if you got some toughness and and you're difficult to play against, your chances of success are so much better.
2: Coming up after the 1:30 news, we check in with Canadian Women's National Team goaltender, the pride of Bruderheim, Alberta, Emerence Mashmeyer, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.